I know y'all think I've been sleeping on y'all, but y'all got me fucked up. This is Joe Moffat, and welcome to the Joe Moffat Show. How you guys doing today? I hope everyone is doing wonderfully. Um, I myself, not so goddamn much. It's been a bit of a long week for your boy, which, first of all, I know y'all niggas want to call me out before you do. Yes, I'm sorry. I know that we were supposed to do the big show from Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue last week. Kind of had not really technical difficulties, just booking situations. Um, the people that I was around wanted to hang out, and it's kind of hard, you know, to kind of focus on doing the show and doing it good for you guys when you got motherfuckers running around trying to, you know, throw shots down your goddamn throat. Then they turn around and then throw even more shots at you, but more verbally than um, literally. And then in turn, unfortunately, the shots didn't come to me as much as they went to my corporate offices, and so now I am unemployed. Um, uh, so yeah, don't feel bad for me. You know, I, please don't. It, it, it the job was really bullshit to be honest with you. And to, to be real and, and to be frank, I'm kind of glad I got out of there before I would be involved in something that's going to eventually get somebody killed because they sell shit products and all in all, they're assholes. I mean, I'm call a spade a spade. Fuck it. I'm an asshole, but I am a, I do have a little class about myself. They're like Arkansas assholes that are like hillbillies in the wood assholes. You know what I'm saying? A real fucked up and shitty situation. So, here we are. Like I said, we're starting another week. Yes, we are still on SoundCloud. I'm not leaving SoundCloud. I never said I was going to leave SoundCloud. So, here we are on this motherfucker live, chilling at the crib, kind of by myself. So, thought I need to get off my ass, lick my wound, stop feeling sorry about myself and being a little bitch. And get my ass back to the people who care about me the most, which is always going to be my fans. Um, I appreciate you guys more than you know. Thank you for all of your support that you guys have given me. You have no idea. And I'm talking about uh, from Dallas to right here in Enid, all the way to Hungary. I got people listening to the show in Lithuania. We got people listening to the show in from Cali to New York. And for that, I appreciate the love, man, because I'm stuck right here in the middle of a fucking cornfield in Oklahoma, but my fucking show is hitting points all over the world. Y'all don't understand how hot and how awesome that is. This, by the way, um, also want to celebrate September. The month of September is being the biggest month for our show. Um, I had more interactions with, with fans and I had more interactions um, and more listens than any other month since we started this back in June. So thank you guys. Um, this month, I want to push for 100. All of the shows that I have and all the shows that we're going to do this month, I want to push for 100. If you guys can help me get to 100, and I know I'm going to keep the content coming to get me to 100, which also brings me to my next surprise for you guys. Since the show is starting to pick up more, it's time for me to start giving you guys more of me and less of the news and, you know, the commentaries that I've been doing, things of that nature. It's time to start pushing the album. The album being Millennial Nigger. Coming out summer 2016, of course, starring me. We might throw in some other people as I get some more comedians to come working for me, um, working with me to help making my show better and, of course, doing something good for them as well. Um, and, of course, I'm always still looking for contributors to the show. You guys have a voice and you want it to be heard. By all means, hit me up because I, I'm always looking for good people that want to work and have a good time. You know, that, that's what this is all about is having fun, enjoying ourselves, and doing something that we love for the benefit and joy of it, 
you know, of the art and of the craft of being fucking hilarious. You understand what I'm saying? So in the month of October, I'm giving you guys first time I, I've ever heard of anything like this, which is also the reason why I'm doing it. You know, I like to be a revolutionary motherfucker. You understand what I'm saying? I like bringing up shit and doing things that people have never done before. So we are going to do the first ever comedy mixtape. Now, let me tell you how this is going to work, folks. Okay? First of all, it's going to be a blend. We're going to have a couple of music intros because I got some people that I want to work with on the album, and, and, and they're going to be on there also. But we're going to do mostly my comedy. And we're going to take about 10 skits that I've done in the past that won't be on, might, maybe one or two of them might make it to Millennial Nigga. But these are the stories just to give you a, a grasp of who I am um, and why I do this. You know what I'm saying? And, and the point of it. Because, you know, like I've told you guys before, there's no comedy clubs anywhere near me within a 100-mile range. This is my, you guys are my comedy club. SoundCloud is the venue. You are my audience. And I, of course, am your incomparable host. So, and I'm going to continue to be the host on this motherfucker till the end of time. Ain't nobody going nowhere. Okay? They can't take me away from this, and can't nobody take this from me. Okay? So we're going to keep having a good goddamn time as we've been doing on the Joe Moffat Show, and we're going to have a motherfucking blast. Um, also, um, kind of more of a bit of a somber note, um, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You guys will hear me talk a lot about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's a really big um, issue and, and situation, big topic in my family. I've had relatives that have experienced breast cancer and, you know, they have survived. Thank, thank the Lord. I've had friends that have had um, conflicts with breast cancer in the past. So we here at the Joe Moffat Show want you to know that we do support Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, and, I mean, you know, there it is. If anybody, you know, has shout-outs that they, they, they'd like to give me, for me to, to give to a family member that, that might need a, you know, a smile on their face or something, by all means, let me serve for you. I, I'm here for that. I love stuff like that. You know, if you have a relative that's going through something, if you got a relative going through anything and need a smile, send them this way, man. We'll take care of them because I want to make all you motherfuckers smile. You know, no matter how many teeth you got. Hi, little toothless motherfucker. Smile. There you go. Just gumming my ass to death. Love it. Shit. That's how we do it on the Joe Moffat Show. So, but as I mentioned, I, I do want to do the comedy mixtape. And to flex some of that mixtape muscle, we're going to start this shit right now. It's October 1st. Fuck it. We might as well put it on the stage right here, right now. And so, the... <laughs> topic of today's show is going to blend around a little bit around relationships and it goes along with a relationship that um i was in off and off off and on and i say off and off uh because usually it was me getting some pussy and me rolling off my ass and going somewhere else that's, a lot of times you know some situations and some relationships that's the kind of love that we can get in many parts of the world you know just be lucky and feel blessed that you didn't have to pay a fee for the shit. You know, <laughs> yeah, most people get that kind of love that comes with a contract or, you know, a promise of financial gain and aspiration. No, not with my dick. I, you know, I can get free pussy. I just usually can't get shit else out of the pussy, you know, like some niggas. And I was in fucking, like I said, I was in Arkansas last week and I saw some crazy shit. I had a motherfucker tell me that the only way she gets off to guys is unless said guy 
treats her like shit. Now, me being me, I had to poke the bear a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and back in the question, well, give me an example. She said, well, one day a customer came in to the uh, lot she was working at, and he was pissed. He came in and called her ass every monkey mouth, motherfucker, trout mouth, son of a bitch, chip tooth, raggedy bastard, that this motherfucker could range out of his goddamn mouth and thesaurus that he bought carried into his in his hand. Not one on his phone. This nigga had a fucking thesaurus in his hand so he could thumb through the motherfucker and find different words to describe this raggedy bitch's monkey ass. And what does she do in protest of being talked to and shitted on? Oh, no. She doesn't say, oh, you're being rude. You can leave my office. No, 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 no. Not this low self-esteem having ass bitch. She sucks his dick and gives him the goddamn booty just because he came in and treated her like shit. Now, me, on the other hand, I've never really been the type to treat anybody like shit just as soon as I walk up on your ass. That's just something I can't do. I, I, I don't have that programmed in my ability to be a dick on point with somebody unless they didn't piss me off in the past. You got to rub me the wrong way for me to start being a dick towards you. That's, you know, that may be one of my problems. I may need to start being a dick more, but mm, maybe not because that's what people think I ought to do, and I don't think people know what the fuck they're doing anyway, so y'all can kiss my ass, right? Right. So, but... I'm listening to these stories. You know what I'm saying? There was another young lady that I talked to. She'd been with her man 10 years. This nigga, and yes, I said nigga, as I always do, by the way, my album Millennial Nigga will be coming out in July 2016. You motherfuckers be ready. That shit's going to be hot. So that nigga that this bitch been fucking with, she been with his ass 10 years. Not one motherfucking year has this cocksucker had a job or any focus or any determination to be anything in his motherfucking life but a goddamn weed salesman. And let me tell you what a weed salesman in Arkansas is the equivalent of. The weed sales, a weed salesman in Arkansas is about the equivalent of a fucking meat salesman in Los Angeles, California. What the fuck? You riding around trying to sell meat out the back of your motherfucking truck to a bunch of motherfuckers who stay right next door to fucking Kroger and can walk their ass into the grocery store and get whatever the fuck they want. But you want to pull your ass up to my front door and catch my ass slipping after I done got fired. Hi, sir. Can I sell you some beef? You don't get the fuck off my porch, motherfucker. I know. I got some beef for your ass. Throw one of them goddamn pit bulls out there on their ass. Then they going to get some motherfucking beef. Shit, human beef. Out that nigga's ass. <laughs> Shit. Selling motherfucking weed in Arkansas. That ain't no motherfucking gold. That ain't no plan. Shit. But then again, I couldn't knock the nigga. I done had seven jobs in fucking five in ten years. This nigga done had one. At least he stay accurate in this motherfucker. I couldn't crack too goddamn much. You know what I'm saying? Shit. At least he's staying in his ambition and his dream. Even if it is going to amount to jack shit, hey, you know, what the fuck? It is what it is. Which, by the way, if you're a woman with a man that ain't never, and you've been with that motherfucker 10 years and he ain't even mentioning you about marriage, it is all right for you to go and fuck somebody else. Yeah, I said it. I don't give a fuck. 
I'm going to say it again. If you are with a man that you've been with for 10 motherfucking years <laughs> and this motherfucker ain't even tried to commit to your ass, if y'all still fucking and this nigga still wearing rubbers and y'all been together 10 fucking years, you have the right to go out and fuck somebody else. Fuck it. Because that nigga ain't going to never commit to your monkey ass. And you better believe that it's a 50-50 chance. Fuck that. It's a 70-30 chance that not only has this motherfucker been fucking somebody else, but that nigga got babies with that motherfucker and living a whole separate goddamn life. Okay? 10 years is a long time to be wasting on one motherfucker. Especially a motherfucker that ain't never done more than sell weed his entire motherfucking life. And the motherfucker ain't in Colorado taking advantage of all the motherfucking money Colorado make. God damn. They say they done sold so much weed in Colorado they gotta give niggas refunds. What? What? I ain't never heard of a drug dealer making that much motherfucking money. I done been to drug dealers a whole lot in my goddamn past. And I ain't never had one say, say, dog, I see you. Man, now you you been coming to me for a whole lot, man. We gonna throw a couple of more grams in there for your ass. Bullshit. Hell, a couple of grams, nigga, that'd be 40 fucking bucks. These niggas in Colorado getting three, four thousand fucking back from fucking weed sales. Are you shitting me? While motherfuckers in Oklahoma sitting here trying to still to figure out how dangerous weed is. Weed ain't fucking dangerous, you dumbass. Ain't nothing dangerous about motherfucking weed. It's delicious and beautiful and it comes out in plants and it comes from the ground and you take something from a seed that goes from nothing and turns into something and that something is usually some something that'll make your ass realize, God damn, this is something amazing. Shit. Ain't nothing fucking wrong with weed. I can say it out loud. Nah, I ain't fucking working no more. Kiss my ass, so what? Motherfucker. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Blackson. I had to steal that one from him. Kiss my ass, so what, bitch? Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> That's a black motherfucker, too. But shit, man, it, it blows my fucking mind that, that these women are throwing themselves at these low-down, limp-dick, sorry-ass Two bits of shit ass niggas, but that's what they want. Now, me, I always been trying to be the ladies' man. I've always tried to be the, the good guy for women. Yeah, after this story, I cut that shit out. <laughs> Fuck that. This any woman that's been dealt with me over the last 15 years, and I've ever caught myself being a complete and total asshole. This is the bitch that you need to find because this is the day. The goodness and the chivalry died in Joe Moffat. Women wonder why men aren't chivalrous anymore. Let me tell you why men aren't chivalrous anymore. Because some bitch then grabbed this overly nice motherfucker, then wiped her whole ass with all of his niceness and all of his goodness and being a good fucking person because she either had a bad attitude or she was a slut or she was just fucked up and using this niggas for money. Bitches do that shit too. Because the good guy, they say, doesn't always win. You understand what I'm saying? You can't be the good guy any fucking more. Especially not in relationships. You gotta be a dick. I shit you not. Every fucking relationship I've seen in years, you have to be a dick. And especially if you're a man. Now you may find women that don't want men like that. They're very rare. But like the hot ones, 
Nah, you gotta be a dick. A little bit. Just a little. This situation, I wasn't a dick nowhere near enough. My dick, which was supposed to be getting played with in the situation, only made one appearance and was done for the rest of the show. Okay? Real fucked up situation. But this is my story of the reason why my chivalry died. The reason why I took the chivalristic side out of me, sat that nigga down in my office and said, look, chief, we've been together for a few years and it's been great. However, your processes and the way you running your shit ain't necessarily working out for what we need to do for the company. So in reference of what we need to do to the com- for the company, I think we just going to have to go on and part ways and let your ass go. That was me talking to my fucking chivalry back in 1999 after this shit. And we had a long fucking talk about it, too. Because when you got to walk home from a bitch's house that you didn't fuck at 530 in the fucking morning, that definitely gives you a time to think and assess what the fuck you doing with your life. (laughs) And fucking raggedy bitches might not be the best goddamn thing. Somebody going to be mad at me for that one. I don't give a shit. (laughs) So I I was 19 years old. And, you know, anybody know a 19-year-old, fuck like a rabbit, love having fun. You know, I drank more then than I drink now. Shit, I ain't gonna lie. I was a fucking alky for a year. You know, I started drinking when I was four. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the Champagne show one of these days, and I get to tell you about <laughs> my first bar experience. Oh boy! <laughs> so, uh, I'm sitting at the crib, just turned 19, having fun, kicking it, hanging out with my sister and my niece and nephews, having a good time. And phone rings, ring, you know, there's full cell phones and shit, you know. My nigga didn't have a page at the time or nothing, so I answered the house phone. What's up? And we gonna call this motherfucker. Uh, I need a good name. Give me a, give me a good, good, good bullshit name. We gonna call her ass Alexis. Because most strippers are named Alexis. I would call a bitch Mercedes. But that would be a fucking ridicule to the people who make fucking Mercedes, as well as the motherfuckers who decide to buy motherfucking Mercedes. And one day I want a fucking Mercedes, and I didn't want to look like a fucking hypocrite. So we ain't going to call a bitch Mercedes. We're going to call a motherfucker Alexis. So Alexis calls me. She said, hey, daddy. I was like, oh, shit. Because anytime a woman that you ain't talked to in a while start the conversation to, hey, daddy, especially with what happened with me and this bitch beforehand, this motherfucker was lucky that she didn't have to call my goddamn like guidance counselor or my motherfucking therapist to get my ass on the phone. Had me come over to her motherfucking house and babysit her fucking children while she go to the bar. She tell me she going to the grocery store and my dumb ass go over there at 945 at night thinking this bitch really got to go to the store. She show up at 1230 with another dick telling me thank you for your service and sent my ass on my motherfucker. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then I got this bitch back on the phone now on my birthday. This better be good. This better be some of the best motherfucking shit, news, any goddamn thing that I didn't ever heard. And this is what she proceeds to say. Daddy, I missed you. I'm sorry what happened last time I saw you. I was like, yeah, and? Well, I was talking to your sister, and she told me it was your birthday, so I thought maybe if you came over here and I cook you dinner and make you a birthday cake and I'll suck your dick all night. 
motherfucker. That's the goodness I was talking about, my nigga. God damn. You can't give a better fucking phone conversation to any nigga on the planet. I don't give a fuck what he mad about. You throw in the words, I will suck your dick. That motherfucker will forget every goddamn thing he was focused on at that fucking time. It ain't shit else that matters on the planet other than a woman just said to me that she wants to put my dick in her mouth to make me happy. Shit. Nigga, I couldn't get out the door fucking fast enough. <laughs> just shit. What, wait, what happened last time? I don't even fucking remember what happened last time. I'm at to record, rewind this shit to see what, to remember what the fuck happened because I was so excited. I was like, oh, nigga, birthday cake and birthday sex? I invented that motherfucking shit. Fuck Jeremiah, whatever that nigga name is. Shit. I was getting the birthday booty way before this nigga was even thought about. You hear me? Shit. And was getting it dialed in. Yes, sir. Now, me being a nigga, I ain't have a quiet time. So, time home, boy. You can't scoop me up. We rolled over there. I'm all giddy and shit. He mad because he ain't seen pussy yet. <laughs> and this nigga didn't chauffeured me to two different bitches' pussy before. You know, but that's my own boy. Shit, when you got a own boy that fuck with you and it's cool, nigga, that's your dog. That's my nigga. And he was always there for me. He was white. <laughs> it didn't matter. He was still my nigga. I called my nigga to this day. Shit. That's my dog. And he always came through. And at that motherfucking time, it was no different. So he pulls me up in front of the trailer park. Yes, uh, the chick did live in the trailer park. You know, most invites for, you know, cake and blowjobs probably come from bitches that live in trailer parks, unfortunately. Trailer parks, projects, uh, <laughs> uh, under a bridge. <laughs> this is shit that doesn't happen often, so it's kind of really hard to pinpoint this shit as far as accuracy. <laughs> so I pull up in the front of the trailer park, and I'm skipping. La, 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 la. I'm skipping down the goddamn dirt road into the trailer park and shit. You know, I'm happy as hell, nigga. See one little flower popping out of the concrete or in the dirt road, not really fucking concrete, on, 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 the, on the side of the concrete road going into the trailer park. I picked it and smelled it. Threw that shit away because it smelled like horse piss and cheese. So I went just kept on skipping, wiped that shit off my nose and kept going. La, 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 la. And I'm skipping and I'm just so happy because I'm getting cake and a fucking blowjob. Hello? You understand what I'm saying? Cake and a blowjob. That's all I had on my fucking mind at the time. I ain't know my God. Somebody walked up to me and said, hey, Joe. Like, huh? Cake? <laughs> all I could fucking think was cake. This nigga, I lost all my fucking senses completely. For cake and a blowjob. I skip to the door and I knock on the door. Ding, ding, ding. And sure enough, this big sexy motherfucker shows up at the door. Boom, boom. Ooh. <laughs> Them cookies right there, yes, indeed. You know, then our kids come running around. Like, fuck. The children are here. You know, how the fuck are we supposed to do this? She said, well, that's what I got a room for. And she pulls me into the room and sure enough. Dun, da, da, da. The first part of the party begins. And no, you dumb motherfuckers, I don't mean the cake. She needed daddy's dick in her mouth emergency. And me being me, I was not going to not oblige her. Hmm. Now, any other fucking woman that want my dick in her mouth. Shit, I will stand there peacefully while this protest ends. Yes, indeed. Hmm. Hmm. 
Then I hate, though, the motherfucker only did it as a tease. Because then she fucking around and stopped. She knew the snot-nosed fucking children were still running around out there. So I knew. I, I couldn't get into it too much. You understand what I'm saying? But, you know, being 19, you really don't have a choice. You know? Because <laughs> what the fuck? How many times had my dick been in somebody's mouth up to the age of 19? I Twice, maybe. Maybe once. I don't know. These are talking girl and giving you pussy back in them days. It was hard as fuck getting a blowjob. Hell, I heard nowadays shit, bitches, little, these little bitches suck more dick and take it up the ass just so they can keep their pussy virginated, which to me is the stupidest fucking idea of some shit I have ever heard in my entire life. Whoever came up with this explanation of this shit, please, please go die by jumping into a fucking wood chipper, you retarded motherfucker. Telling these little girls taking it up the ass is more benefit. Get the fuck out of here. Really? You simple son of a bitch. So anyway, I come out of the back room. I'm all floating on air. I see these children punch one in the face. Hey, little fucker, how you doing? Just happy as hell. Oh, oh, oh. I've been like, like, you know, was floating. You know, niggas, you know, when you see motherfuckers floating, you know. I don't mean like floating like pop on boondocks. I mean like floating like, you know, my ass was on cloud nine, you know. And then some shit happened that put me, like, in hell <laughs> for the rest of the fucking night. Because as I'm sitting here and I'm still glowing from this half blowjob I just received. It wasn't completed. But just the kindness of the gesture had me so amazed at the time. So, then all of a sudden, we're sitting here. And a random nigger I ain't never seen before. I don't know this motherfucker. I don't know what the fuck his purpose is of being here at this time. And it was hard for me to decipher what this nigga was there for at that time because like I said, I was in a bit of a glow. You could have told me the fucking house was on fire. I probably would have had to sit there and think about it before I got my ass up and went outside because I was in a glow. I was not giving a fuck about anything that was happening in the world at that time. Until I hear these words come out of this bitch mouth. Oh, hey, daddy. Now, I knew she wasn't talking to me, okay? Because I already got the old hey, daddy when I walked through the door. I already received mine for the day. I figured there shouldn't be another reason why there's another hey, daddy coming out of her mouth in reference to me. And since there was this other grown-ass nigga sitting on the other side of the fucking living room, Standing my motherfucking ass like I ain't supposed to fucking be there. And I'm standing his motherfucking ass like I don't understand what the fuck is going on. You know what I'm saying? He's standing me with anger. I'm standing with him as confusion like a motherfucker. I didn't know what the fucking thing. This could have been one of them situations where shit could have been bad. You understand what I'm saying? It could have been horrible. But I'm going to tell you something though. When you're in some bad shit, it's never too bad. To have a damn good hoe with you. And that day that girl was a boy, I, I could have gave this girl a whole cape. It was wonderful. I, I wanted to buy her some spandex and put her in a cape and let her fly around the house. Because she pulled some amazing shit that kept me both from getting fucked up and her from getting fucked up. And this nigga from going to jail for fucking me up for being at his bitch's house somewhere I ain't had no business fucking being. I, like I said, I got the fucking invite. I didn't call her and say, can I get some ass? No. She called me. I was going to gain from it, but still, you know, shit. Apparently, this motherfucker knew she was going to get something out of the deal, too. 
And anybody know daddy know, you fuck with me, you going to get something out of it, baby. I'm a bad motherfucker. Don't ever get it twisted with me. You understand what I'm saying? Shit, you ever get a chance to get close and see my motherfucking lips, you'll see exactly how bad of a motherfucker I am, bitch. So, yeah, she knew she was going to get the fucking side and fucked out of her pussy that night. It was going to be great. I was going to try to extend that motherfucking stretch this bitch out to where a nigga could take like a camera exposure. Yep, that's the hole inside of your pussy. I can see all the way up to your eyeballs. You see, there's a little shadow going back and forth. Bitch, quit looking every goddamn way. Stop looking every fucking way. Shit. <laughs> nigga, see where the belly button used to be opening shit all over the inside, right in that pussy. Bam! I ain't missing shit. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting here, and she didn't call this nigga daddy. I'm so fucking confused. I didn't know what to fucking say. I didn't know what to fucking do. I'm just fucking sitting here. So then, but once again, I had a super hoe with me, and she did not this a point, okay? Because she ran that shit like a science. I didn't have no fucking excuses. I didn't have no fucking clues as to what the fuck I was doing there. You understand what I'm saying? Because the, the glow was gone. That shit, that glow stick fucking burnt out. Like, five minutes passed since the bitch said, hey, daddy, and everybody was just in this stone-cold silence except for these badass fucking kids sitting there laughing their asses off at the situation. Cause I got, I think them niggas knew what the fuck was going on more than I did. Son of a bitch. So then, so basically the rest of the evening was spent playing off as myself, being good old Uncle Joe to these badass motherfucking children. When I'm supposed to be over here doing nothing but adult entertainment purpose activities, like getting my dick sucked, and possibly eating some pussy and having a good time. Next thing you know, I'm laying in the middle of the fucking flow with Legos getting stuck to my ass with a fucking coloring pad and pencils because now I'm Uncle Joe. I felt more like fucking Uncle Tom. It was fucking terrible, cause I had, but I had to do this because I didn't know how crazy this motherfucker was. I didn't know who this nigga was. This motherfucker could have got a gun and killed us all and shit. It could have been fucking bad. So all I had to do was to do what as the hoe do and follow her fucking lead. And I did it with the best of them because I got out of there alive. Mind you, he got all of the pussy and got the rest of the head that I was trying to get. I thought that was, you know, quite nice of her to, you know, finish him off for the benefit of keeping him from, like, killing all of us or some shit. Then I pass out in the living room floor after getting drunk with these motherfuckers. They go in the back room to fuck. I got to pass out. By the goddamn big head ass fucking children in a living room fucking flow. So fuck you when it comes to asking me about being fucking chivalrous when my ass had to wake up the next motherfucking morning and had to walk my black ass crew across town to get the fuck back home and get away from this crazy shit. Really? And y'all wonder why some of us niggas is fucked up. Some of y'all women just need to sit back, relax, and talk to some of these men. Get an understanding of why they do the shit they do. Quit calling niggas dog-ass niggas, because I'm willing to bet one of you dog-ass bitches is the reason why one of these niggas then became dog-ass niggas. And that go for white boys, Mexicans, all of them. My, nigga is, my word nigga goes universal. It just don't go for one, it go for all. Hell. And that is, there you have it, folks. I thank you very much for listening to this one. This is the first excerpt. 
of the mixtape that will be coming out, Era of My Ways. It will be coming out with the full list of all of the songs, and all of the tracks will be out in November for the full mixtape, but we will be recording the mixtape this month on SoundCloud. Thank you guys for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. It's been great. I love you. Peace and love. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks a lot.